Welcome to Mindful We. Welcome back to Mindful We. I am here today with um, a good friend of mine. Her name is Javeria. She, I met her in high school and uh, we've been friends since. Um, when she lived in Ontario, she was also a registered psychotherapist and now she is a coach um, in the United States. And thank you for being here, Javeria. Thanks for having me. Um, so I wanted to have a conversation. Um, I'm really interested in having conversations with people in the field or have been in the field of psychology or therapy, uh, mental health, and just speaking to them about one, what their relationship with mindfulness is, but also, um, their ideas of spirituality and how that informs their practice. So I guess, um, to begin, can you share your relationship with mindfulness? So I would say it's an ongoing relationship that flows and changes um, in terms of like the practices that I might do. And right now it's something that I don't have any like specific practice that I would say I'm doing regularly but it's something that I always come back to in terms of like awareness and how I'm feeling in my body and awareness of emotions. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, can you share about, uh, would you say that you are spiritual or religious? I would say that I'm both. And I know you would say that, (laughs) but can you tell us more? Yeah. Um, So I was born into a Muslim family and I identify as a Muslim. Um, And that took me on its own journey of kind of finding it for myself in my probably late teens and early 20s. And that has evolved. Um, And then... I don't think I would have said I'm a spiritual person then, but now I would um, because I incorporate like different elements of spirituality along with like kind of the traditional Islamic practices into my day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you give us an example of what... um a given practice or just a way of being or method um, where you incorporate both that religious piece and spirituality? Yeah. So in terms of the religious aspect, it would be like, you know, striving to pray five times a day, um, like reading the Quran and um, being more like mindful in my relationships, those kinds of things. And then, where I guess the spiritual aspect comes in is also like trying to embody those things and beliefs in the day-to-day practice. Um, And like, you know, including mindfulness in it and also like meditating and doing other things like that. Thank you. 
Um, can you share a, bi- a bit about how do you incorporate within your practice? So you have a coaching business now. Yes. Um, do you incorporate within your practice um, mindfulness, parts of mindfulness, spirituality, um, or Islam, or combination of all of them? Um, yeah. Hmm. Like you as a practitioner, like how you work, um, and also maybe, you know, how you, with your clients practice, Okay. if it applies there. Yeah. So I think that as a practitioner, kind of like my mindset about it all, all of it is like incorporated and feels pretty enmeshed um, because I feel like now as a coach, I can bring more of myself into the work Um, but it's more just like me being more comfortable in like who I am and how like that comes about Um, but in terms of like with clients I think it really depends but we do talk about like spirituality and kind of where their beliefs are So that will come up more, like, depending on where they're at. Like, if someone is a Muslim, then, like, we bring those elements into it. Um, Whereas if they're, you know, not, like, I'll ask about that as well and how we can incorporate that into it. So just kind of having a belief in a higher power, I would Mm -hmm. say, is a regular part of my practice. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, And when you practice or, you know, just when you kind of exist and live, um, the higher power for you, is it more always specific, specific to your religion or is it now understood differently? So you, you kind of shared about your transition, um, with your own religion, right? Like how that's kind of evolved over time. Um, so I guess now, how does that look? If my question makes sense. <laughs> so the higher power for me is um, like I call a God. Mm. Um, but for me, I see like the other kind of words for it being the same, mm. like you know, the universe or source energy and all those things. Mm-hmm. I see it being the same entity. Mm-hmm. I guess that's been part of the evolution. Whereas probably like um like 10 years ago or something, I didn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Thank you. Um And I'm going to, you know, I guess this is my bias and I'm bringing it into the conversation um, where we spoke about uh, the law of attraction and manifesting Mm. and um, that being how that kind of fits into your understanding of spirituality or um, your faith. And uh, do you mind sharing a bit about that? Yes. Yeah. So when I first came to the idea of manifesting, um, it seemed like a very, like, 
human-led endeavor mm. um, where it didn't have a basis in like uh, God or source energy or the universe. Like there wasn't a source connected to it. Um, but I think that was because I only got introduced kind of to the superficial layer of it. Mm. And that um, stopped me from going like deeper into it because it felt like I couldn't resonate with it if mm -hmm. um, like God wasn't part of the equation because how could humans do this all on their own? Right. Um, so I came back to it some years ago in a different way and now the way that I see it is that um, I would explain it as like God or the universe is the source of all the things that we do manifest mm. um, like that's where everything comes from and manifesting means to make real so mm. it's like we can only make things real with that connection mm. um, and all the kind of practices that I've done in terms of like law of attraction and manifesting and all those things, different practices and tools and strategies, I feel that they're there to work on our mind and ego um, and like to get us to be out, out of our own way so we can be open to receiving mm. what we want and what's meant for us. Mm. Thank you. That sounds very powerful. <laughs> um, I had another question earlier that, of course, slipped my mind. Um, but I do really want, just because uh, you just shared about this technique to me um, a few minutes ago when Dreary and I were having a conversation and I just feel like it's super, super powerful. And I think it would be, um, I think it'd be amazing just to kind of put it out there for everyone to hear. And so can you tell us about the pendulum, <laughs> which, and, and the reason, you know, I intentionally asked because it also, when you were describing it, it reminds me very much about, um, being mindful. It very much just uh, like to me goes hand in hand with mindfulness. So, um, but it, it, but it uses a, like, a you know, a physical property, which I think sometimes can bring it down to earth for people. So, yes. um, Yes, please share. Okay, I'll try my best. Um, so this concept of pendulum, I'm sure it's not a new thing. This was explained to me by my own coach, um, Christy, and I loved it and it really resonated with me. Um, so what she says is that um, all kind of concepts and things, you can think of them as being on a pendulum, which usually has like two ways that it'll sway. Um, and it can only move like if it has energy and that energy is from us humans. So we are often on a pendulum about different things. Um, and it's usually those things that kind of have like, um, I guess, dichotomies or there's two like different extremes of thinking about them or feeling about them. Um, and one person may feel a certain way and another feels a certain way. And 
that's how the pendulum moves because it has that energy and it can only move if it does so. And often we are just caught up in that because we're on the pendulum and we don't have that awareness that we are on it um, until we get off or we develop that awareness and we are able to get off of it. And oftentimes, or in my experience, um, that's where I felt more at peace and more aligned when I was no longer on the pendulum. So that's what I would say about it. I don't know if we want to give any examples. Or you want to give any examples of things too? I don't know if we had a telepathic moment in this moment. <laughs> but I was actually thinking <laughs> of my life right now. And um, and uh, so I'm on the pendulum right now because I have, uh, it's not a bad problem to have at all. It's, uh, I have many choices in my life and it's all wonderful choices. Um, so I have, uh, so I'm on mat leave right now and I have the choice to go back to the hospital and continue, um, continue growing there. Um, or I have the choice to move to Mexico and fully go into my full-time practice. Um, and Mexico, cause my partner is, uh, got an opportunity to open up, um, parts of his business there or, um, the organization that he's with. So, um, and uh, because of how just like the programming that I grew up with uh, that, you know, the hospital or, or as a psychotherapist, the hospital or the university is a gold standard. Like that's where you want to end up. And um, once you do get in there, you never have to leave because then you're just set. Like everything mm -hmm. is just, you know, you just move up in there and you're and you're good. You're set for life. Um so it's, uh, it's the thought of having to, uh, let go of that, um, and, uh, yeah, leave that behind and really trust myself and put myself out there, um, to do it on my own is, is kind of scary. And, uh, so yeah, so that's the pendulum <laughs> I'm on and, um, and the thought that I was thinking the thought that was going through my mind while I was listening to you was, so if I get off this pendulum, is my, like, at that point, am I just kind of surrendering to whatever happens? Or, because if I continue to observe, these choices are still going to be there. Hmm. I think in this scenario, it means that, getting off would mean making a choice as well mm. and like also surrendering to what will be or whatever mm -hmm. the outcome of the choice is um because mm. that may be another pendulum once i make a decision is that yes. what you mean okay yeah. and then getting off of that one very interesting <laughs> and it can be scary to surrender mm -hmm. um and i for me that's where the you know the religious spirituality beliefs come in as well and all the 
law of attraction yeah. and um yeah just surrendering to the universe which yes it is a <laughs> something that i deeply resonate with um and uh I guess like we discussed, it's uh, the ego is caught up in all its stories and all that it's taught and built and it's to protect it. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Javeria. Um, so I love speaking to Javeria because every single time I do speak to her, it, she brings me back to uh, brings me back to who I feel um, really in tune with and in touch with and just I just feel like the vibration is always different when we're talking because we're always I guess our conversations are always more towards manifesting and what we have manifested and what we will continue to manifest so it's very um, it's very um, inspiring um yeah so I'm very grateful to have Javeria in my life um so for people that do want to connect with you and work with you how would they reach you yes well thank you for those kind words I feel the same <laughs> very grateful for our friendship over all these years so if anybody wants to connect with me they can check me out on Instagram at consciously Javeria and you can also find me on my website at javeriaarshid.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. 